0: You can lead a human to healthy, but you can't make them eat.
1: Welcome to the Dr. Lori Marvis podcast, and you were just listening to Juliana Hever. That is probably the shortest quote, but you know what? That quote is all you need to know. (laughs) Basically, yes, you can show a person to healthy eating, healthy living transformation, but you can't make them do it. And that is a large part of our conversation today. And many of you may know this plant-based dietitian known as Julianne Hever, who's absolutely drop-dead gorgeous and has a matching personality, so she's beautiful inside and out. She's absolutely incredible, and we have such a joy talking to each other. And honestly, guys, I was a bit starstruck. I've been uh, watching Juliana from afar for a very long time, learning from her, and just it goes back years. But a little bit about Juliana, you'll see in the notes here, but she is a registered dietitian, been plant-based for many years. Um, she has a website called PlantBasedDietitian.com. She's a Bachelor of Arts degree uh, in theater from UCLA, and Master's of Science degree in nutrition from Cal State, and you know, as a registered dietitian, she's authored four books: Plant-Based Nutrition, The Idiot's Guide. Um, uh, so much. What else? We she's done projects. Um, what would Juliana do? She's done TED Talks. She's had her own show. She's been on multiple TV shows. So. There's just so much here. You'll see both the notes and you'll see links to her books and her website, which is a wealth of information, but you'll have a really fun time listening to this and here's some insights on what goes on at, you know, dietitian conferences and the struggles that Juliana may you know, run into when she tries to share this knowledge with her colleagues, um, sometimes similar to what we will run up to as physicians. So... You guys enjoy this conversation and please check out Juliana's books and her website because she's just absolutely incredible. Enjoy it. Bye. Welcome to the Dr. Lori Marvis podcast. I'm Dr. Lori Marvis and today I'm so excited to have Juliana Hever. How are you today? I'm good.
0: Thank you so much for having me.
1: Oh my goodness. I have been following you for so long. Like when I first made this transition, you were one of the first people I found. So Juliana is known as the plant-based dietitian and you guys have got to check out her site. I'll put all the links and everything, but she's absolutely amazing. But I want to get Write to her story, and gosh, I'm I'm really I'm like I'm starstruck. So, Aww, thank you. <laughs> you're incredible. <laughs> so, I guess really the podcast is just an excuse to meet awesome people. So, so but, <laughs> thank you. You're welcome. And so, can you tell us a little bit about your your story and how you became interested in being a dietitian and eating a plant based diet and where all this has led you?
0: Yes, it's been a long journey for me. It's, it's been a long journey, and it's kind of came from different directions. Um, when I was, I was always interested in nutrition and fitness, like always, like I was, I have, I actually recently found audio cassettes of me teaching my friends and sister aerobics <laughs> and like I was leading them through little aerobics classes. And I just love at like five years old, six years oh. old. So always love that stuff. I used to play a cereal game with my sister. We'd come downstairs in the morning, we're eating our cereals and we'd have, she'd have the box in front of her and she'd say, how much calcium is in that? And I would always guess. And she thought I would come down in the middle of the night and memorize the cereal boxes, but I didn't. I just kind of really, I don't know. I just had this thing for nutrition. So that was part of my life. And then I used to, so then I was also, I grew up in Los Angeles. I was born and raised my whole life here. So I was always, I was a dancer. I, my mom says I danced before I walked. <laughs> and, um, and then i got into of course the entertainment world and so as a dancer you know my teachers would always say i remember one time my dance teacher said in front of the whole class julie cut out your snacks and i remember that was when i was going through you know that the puberty and my hips started growing and it was like i was a ballerina and it was like you can't have hips and so That started my whole like, oh my gosh, I have to learn more about weight loss and nutrition. I was just, I was interested in it too, but I know that kind of, it's the yucky part of it. But then as an actress too, in Los Angeles, it's always like, Mm -hmm. you got to be thinner, thinner, thinner. It's like this, this horrible, you know, it's just, that's how it is in Hollywood. And so I had in my head, I was always on a weight, on a diet. So me and my mom would go on diets together and we'd be like, you know, we did the cabbage soup diet and we did the Atkins diet and we did like, I just, I was fascinated by it and I was always you know, learning and trying things. And I was reading like crazy. Mm-hmm. So at about, I don't know, when it came out on um, John Robbins' book, Diet for a New America, I stumbled upon that. And that was a whole different thing because that wasn't a diet thing. It, well, it started as that, but when I read it and I found out what happens to animals and how food ended up on the plate, I was like shocked because this was pre-internet, pre, you know, there was just resources. I didn't know any veg; I knew one vegetarian, In elementary school, Darcy, and and it was like she was the weird vegetarian, right? But when I read about that, that was it. Like I was like, oh my gosh, I cannot contribute to this. This is horrible. I didn't know what that meant though, because it wasn't like a how-to book. Hmm. Um, And so I just told my parents I'm a vegetarian now. Like a veggie? What? Like what are you talking about? You know, my mom's not a big cook, and not, and I never learned how to cook. So I was like eating, you know. Diet Coke and, and rice cakes and granola bars. And like, you know, I didn't know what I was doing and I didn't know who to ask. So my parents, needless to say, were, you know, concerned and they basically had, I like to refer to it as my intervention and they, they had, they had their friend who's a nurse Candra. Uh, we all went to dinner at a steakhouse and they made me order the teriyaki uh, steak with a pineapple on top. I'll just, I'll just remember this. And I wrote about this in Vegetarian Diet where I had to take this first bite because she was scaring me. You know, she was scaring me. You're going to be deficient in protein. You're going to be deficient in iron. Um, you need to eat meat. And you know, she, this is what she was taught in nursing school. Like they still are. And okay. I'll remember that first bite. And it was like, you can't unknow what you know. And it was really hard, but ultimately I was reacclimated. I went back to normal. Thank goodness to my parents, they were happy. But I knew, I knew that that can't be true, like that we have to have steak for iron. Like just, that didn't resonate with me. But again, the resources were very slim at the time and no internet. So I kept reading and reading everything i get my hands on. And at at the same time, okay, so that went away. And then I was, I became, so the acting thing kind of kept going. And um, I was my managers at the time set me up with a personal trainer to get fit. So I worked with this personal trainer and fell in love with personal training and I became a personal trainer and I was like, oh my gosh, forget this. I quit acting. And then my, um, I know this is such a long story.
1: No, (laughs) I love it. It's a
0: long, I love it. Okay. Thanks. Um, and so when I became a personal trainer, people said, well, what should I eat? And I thought, Wait, I don't want to just answer because basically i had one chapter in the personal training book that was technically my education and nutrition, besides my decades of reading about it. But I didn't want to just spit back information. Like, I know that happens all the time at the gym. And I instantly, I just graduated from undergrad. I'm like, okay. And my undergrad was pre-med, but theater, a theater degree. It's like, okay, I got to go back and know what I'm doing. So I applied to grad school, got in fell in love with studying nutrition. Like it was the first time in my life I was getting A's and like really excited about learning organic chemistry and microbiology. And like, I love that stuff for the first time in my life. And it was really fun. And then got to the end of that it took me seven years because I built up my personal training practice to full time. Wow. Um, so I was working full time going to school at night. Um, and it took me seven long years to get my little master's degree in my RD. But gosh, I love that time. And that's when it all hit me. I was like, okay, I can actually look, oh wait, you can get iron better sourced from plants. And oh, you can get plenty of protein in plants. And all of those fears were allayed. And I was like, I'm doing this. I'm jumping in. Because then I had my daughter, I'm like, I'm going to do this. And I went plant-based. My complete transformation health-wise, amazing. Like I had lifelong sinus infections from the dairy, right? And I had acne that I couldn't get rid of. And I had horrible GI problems that I always say, I just can't believe that I went to all these doctors for 20 years, emergency doctors, family doctors, GI doctors, not once did they say, what do you eat? Like, wait, wait, what? Like you're on, constantly being exposed to the outside environment with food and not one doctor asked me that ever.
1: It blows my mind that even before I went plant-based I would still ask them, what are you eating? I mean, that's just like common sense.
0: Yeah, you would think it's really horrifying, and it still yes. happens, you know. Oh, it's still My happens. doctor now she likes to argue with me about, you know, well, what about this diet? What about that diet? And, oh, jeez! You
1: know. Really? Are yeah. you serious? Yeah. Oh my goodness! So no, I'm serious. Oh, Siri! Siri heard my voice. I love <laughs> it's funny. I was interviewing uh, Dr. Esselstyn, and <laughs> it was at five o'clock, and his cuckoo clock went off, and he started giggling. He goes bet you never had that happen before. I said, no, I haven't. I'm keeping that in because it's so darn cute. So cute.
0: I love when Siri chimes in out of the blue. I just think oh,
1: I was like, Siri, please. <laughs> no, an this is a private conversation. <laughs> Jeez Louise. Um, no, but that is hilarious. I love that that you went to school and you took, you, you know, you, you found your passion and you strove for it. I mean, my kids were five, three, and 10 months when I started medical school, because I stayed home wow. for six years and had them. And um, I know exactly what you're talking about. You're just like, so wanting, so I want to be a doctor since I was like 10. So it's, it is, it's a drive, isn't it? It's like, you just love it so much. So tell me then, so now you're like a personal trainer. You've got the fitness, you've got the nutrition down. Yeah. How did you, now, how, go ahead. Yeah. How'd you blossom into this plant-based dietitian? Cause you're amazing. Like how did that happen?
0: Thank you. So, well, when I, I tried it on myself first and then I'm like, I'm going to try this with my clients. And that was, it was literally like perfect timing because I was set going out of personal training. I literally went into labor, <gasps> sitting in my client's home, doing, <laughs>
1: sitting on a ball,
0: doing you know lateral raises. And I said, Because we had just gone for a walk. I'm like, I'm never going to have this baby. I'm never going to have I was still 10 days early. Boom, went into labor. I never saw her. She dropped me off at the hospital, and that was that. But I went from, you know.
1: That's awesome.
0: Yeah, I went from, like, this whole thing where my ex is a doctor. And he's like, well, you can work when I'm not working. Because we're not going to do daycare and all that. I'm like, wait, what? Like, I just built up my personal training business. I just got my degree. just finished my RD. Like, wait, what? Because I literally took the RD exam. I was... 12 days before I gave birth. And I, I remember they said, you can't go to the bathroom. You can't. And the guy looked at me, he's like, don't worry, you can go out to the bathroom if you need to, because I was like out to here pregnant. Um, but anyway, I, everything happened at once. And I was like, okay, so now I'm a stay-at-home mom. Okay, hmm, this is interesting. I literally gave up my entire personal training business, which was really hard. It was devastating. I was very close to my clients. Um, but then that gave me the opportunity to dive in. And so I just started reading. There was, you know, there like that was when... Um, The China Study was out and, um, you know, and SC's book, you spoke with Dr. Esselstyn. Um, And there were, but there were a few books out there. And then like, I found like my, my people like Brenda Davis, you know, who's written a bunch of books and she's just my mentor, you know, she's so amazing. And so I started reading everything I get my hands on, on plant-based. And then I started going, of course, to the primary articles and, so it gave me an opportunity to really dive into the research and focus on plant-based while I was there with my baby and I had another baby. And so that was a couple years. And, and then I was like, oh my gosh, this is the best thing that's ever happened. So I started seeing clients and I started changing their diets. I started teaching plant-based and I was blown away with what happened. But what was really cool is, you know, this really just happened. Like it just happened. Like I literally was sitting there and I was at, an agent approached me and said, do you want to write the book? The Complete Idiot's Guide to Vegan Nutrition. I'm like, yeah, I've always wanted to write a book. So it literally, so I got, I kind of interviewed for, I kind of did the table contents and I, and that was it. And then I had six weeks to write a whole book all on my own. And I was like, and I had my baby. So I'm up at four in the morning, click, 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 click out of the way until the kids would get up at six and I go get the, I mean, you probably went through this with med school. I can't even imagine going through yeah. med school like that with three. <laughs> my goodness. It's hard. And this was a period. So, um, stuff just started happening. I can't explain it. It was really amazing. And then, oh, but this is what I was going to say is I was writing this book and I'm like, I don't want to write about vegan nutrition because I'm not an ethicist. I'm not a moralist. i not, I can't talk about that stuff. I'm vegan, proudly vegan. I talk about it all the time, but I want to talk about, and this was a very new term. And I think mm-hmm. it started with um, Dr. Campbell, he's the one that said whole food plant-based, mm. so I said, I petitioned to have this book change the title to Complete Eating's Guide to Plant-Based Nutrition, mm. and my agent's like, oh, that's not going to happen, it's too late in the game, but they actually, I wrote a whole complaint thing that um, that interview with Sanjay Gupta and Dr. Esselstyn was on TV, and plant-based was taking off as a term, I thought, and oh, I, nice. I kind of coined myself as a plant-based dietitian way back before that, thinking I'm not going to talk about veganism, I'm going to talk about plant-based nutrition, because that's that's where my expertise is, so that changed so that book happened and that book took off it was like the bestseller for all of the idiots guides for i think a long time months and months wow. which was i think surprising but i think everything just kind of happened literally i was making dinner for a bunch of people for a holiday and a producer from the doctor oz show called me and said we want will you come to new york i'm like yeah you know like just stuff just happened and i got my own tv show and stuff just happened and it just I think it was just because it was like flow. They talk about flow. Or it was like, I was so happy and so passionate. It was just working and everything was happening and people were hearing about it. And it, you know, and it's just, it's been this amazing 13 years mm-hmm. where everything has changed and people know what plant-based is. No matter where you go in the world now, it is a thing and it is really exciting.
1: Absolutely. So you had, now you had, or do you still have your own TV show? I did a
0: show on. It was Verea Living at the time, and now, or it was Varia, no, Varia Living. Now it's Z, no, it's was Verea and now it's Z Living. It completely mm-hmm. changed. So I did. It was like my fantasy job because I, all my acting for 20 whatever years put together with getting to interview my favorite people on the planet, like, ever, like and do and talk about the stuff I wanted to talk about and do cooking demos that were all plant-based. It was incredible. So that was. I did 39 episodes in 2000, it's been a while now, gosh, 2000 and when was that? It's been about six years and then it aired for about a year and then they changed the network and I don't know what happened, but that was a best six week experience of my entire life because I got to wow. talk about everything I love to talk about. And they asked me, you know, when we were doing the contract, the only thing I asked were I'm like, I'm just not going to do anything with animals. I'm not going to cook. If someone comes on and wants to do a filet mignon, I'm out. I'm not going to do that. Like, so that was the only thing I asked for is I just wanted it to be, a, we don't have to talk about it, but the producers were so amazing. I mean, I'm still in love with them. I still know them. We're re- really close um, because they were like, Oh, what is this vegan thing? What is-? And they were really supportive. And I got to do, it was, it ended up being very, very vegan, even though it wasn't the idea. It was just a wellness talk show. Exactly. So I had that show. And then with the same producer last year, uh, this last november um, i was able to do a show on facebook watch called home sweat home with my co-host was um joey and we got, it was really fun we went to people's homes and did you know like transformation and we and we did five episodes of that and that was that was really fun too
1: so tell and uh, tell people what that means by facebook watch what exactly is that so where we can find you can we watch these
0: yeah, they're still, they're on there. They live there forever, which is really cool. And it's it's a Facebook Watch is like a new newish. It's been around now a little while, like maybe a year. Uh, it's a new platform where you get to do TV shows or shows. You can do any kind of show, and it was neat because we did a full production, and we were able to go and literally just we you know we we just had this whole show. So it's on Home Sweat Home on Facebook. You just go to Home Sweat Home's page, and you can see all the episodes and the extra bonus content. And we had a really good time.
1: Very cool. So, wow, I'm gonna have to. I mean, I've seen the little says Facebook watch, but I wasn't aware of the platform and how it worked exactly. That's really yeah. cool. That is really cool. So then, after you, you've done how many books now? Three, or four. four, my fourth. Four.
0: Yeah, okay. the fourth one I did with Ray Cronice. We just published that in January, and that's we took the first book, the Plant Based Nutrition Idiot's Guide and added all of his amazing wisdom like this guy is the smartest person I've ever known in my entire life and integrated his his papers and stuff on oxidative priority and metabolism and uh, oh my god he's just brilliant so it's like a whole new book it was supposed to be like just an update and it's funny because that's another thing that just happened like I said to him like you know it's been almost it's almost going to be 10 years I'd love to do an updated version like a 10-year anniversary version of this book he's like oh that's a good idea yeah we'll talk about we'll talk to the agent about it but like he was like oh that's a great idea like I just mentioned to it literally that next week my agent wrote out and she's like um the idiots guy the the publishers want to do a new an updated version are you interested i'm like are you kidding me
1: <laughs> so it was crazy
0: i'm in and i'm bringing in ray and it was it was really fun so that just came out so that's a new one and we're working on the next one so
1: oh wow and ray was a nasa scientist right yes yeah he's he, literally
0: he... as smart as a rocket scientist he is <clears throat> He was a rocket scientist, is still, you know, like chemistry, physical chemistry. And he then he's innovate he just innovates. He innovates and he sees things and he is changing the world. He is absolutely brilliant.
1: So, yep. And he did the wasn't he like part owner of the anti gravity
0: zero uh-huh.
1: Z. Yep. And and he's written a lot of papers to really go into deep about fasting and he always experiments on himself. That's <laughs> fascinating stuff. Fascinating. Ray Ray is an he's, he's a, he's incredible. Just he's very bright.
0: Himself. Yeah, yes. I've never met anyone like him ever. Yeah. Not even
1: close. And you, he speaks if you say like, wait a minute, I'm still trying to process what you were saying one second. So yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so then you, so you're a mom, you're the dietitian, the dietitian, you're traveling, you're speaking. So where do you see all of this going? Like, where, where would you like to see it? Like, Do you want to go back and have your own TV show? Like, or what do you want to do? Like, what is, what would be your ultimate dream to see the plant based world and you collide? Like, where would you want it all to go? That's such a good
0: question. I've been asking myself that a lot. And I mean, I love that I'm collaborating now with Ray because we are doing everything together now. And it's, I've never had that before. Mm. So that's exciting. You know, like we are doing now trips. We're going to do our first retreat in Thailand in January. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, we went to Thailand this year and it was, Amazing! Like we're setting up this whole retreat thing, and we want to, you know, give talks there. But we're gonna do this special retreat in a five-star resort. I'm like, it was just amazing. So we're gonna do some of that stuff. Um, We are working on new books together. We have the new—it's gonna be a cookbook. So that's gonna be the next one. And research, research. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited to do research. Like I was really excited to do my first paper with the Permanente Journal, which was a physician's guide to plant-based diets. And then I collaborated with Ray on this last one in the Journal of Geriatric Cardiology. And now we want to. We're we're talking in talks with NIH to do a clinical trial, which would be extraordinary. And we have two other papers that we are working on right now that need to get done, that are really disruptive as well. So I want to do all of it. Like I want to do that. I love TV. I'm always, you know, I'm in, interested in being able to talk to people and teach people. And I still, you know, I counsel. I see clients all over the world from here, like on Skype and Facetime and phone and. Um, and we have a coaching company that we're doing together. So we're coaching people on lifestyle transformation. So I'm, I'm just, I just want everyone to eat plants and, and I'll do it however I can. Like if it's whatever medium it is, whether it's TV or one-on-one or research papers that are inspiring healthcare professionals and researchers, I just, I, it's going and it's happening. And I just, I want to, I don't know, I want to do all of it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and so there is, don't you feel like we're kind of in this, we're on riding the wave it seems that that's what's going on, at least in my world, or maybe I, it's my little silo that I built for myself. <laughs> no, it's,
0: it's changed dramatically in 13 mm-hmm. years. Like, it is a completely different world. I mean, yeah. everywhere from the market to the you know, restaurants, to industry, food industry,
1: to research, to Absolutely. health care professionals,
0: it is changing. Absolutely. And it's, exciting, and it's palpable and undeniable at this point.
1: Absolutely, I know even in the last six and a half years. Because when I went to a plant based diet, and it was because of a patient encounter that was just extraordinary. But I, there was no resources for a physician um, to change. So the first book I read was, you know, The China Study. I read it in two days, and wow. um, I'm and I was absorbed. And I was like, how do I do this? Like, how do I teach patients? And then they don't teach you. You know, you miss the whole section on how do I decrease medications. It's like, you have to go backwards thinking, and you know, like, wow. So what, when should that blood sugar, when should I start dropping the insulin or when should I be concerned? Like how quickly will this transition occur? And that's when I found McDougall's site. He did have some articles for physicians and it was, that was my foundation groundwork to just kind of get <laughs> moving in that direction. But that was a self-taught and luckily I had some very patient patients that were patient, patient, <laughs> that were um, very helpful in that transition, just as me learning as a provider um, wow. practice. But it was, <laughs> it was fascinating for sure. And I was in Western Colorado at the time in a little town called Rifle. <laughs> so wow. it's, it's perfect. But then as far as, I know you have children, they're 13 and 11. And so tell us a little bit about what have you found that's helpful for moms to help transition their kids and what are some of your favorite, you know, recipes that your children like that, you know, these are preteens and teens. Um, What is that like for you? And how do you, how do you pursue that with other clients or people that you speak to? Yeah.
0: So I can talk personally about it and I could talk professionally about it. And it's very different because I've had, I've had the worst possible scenario in my personal life with my children, the worst possible way that this could go down. It Mm. could have been worse with my family. Um, But I could talk from a professional opinion which is more optimistic (laughs) because I have helped people go through this and I have witnessed and firsthand extremely successful stories like yours, Mm -hmm. um, where someone comes home and someone decides to do this or someone gets a diagnosis and someone has to do this. And then they all go in together. This is it. Okay. It's a transition. It's beautiful. I've seen gorgeous stories where like Yours is a great, I mean, yours is a beautiful story. All of your kids are involved and fascinated and doing it themselves. I mean, that's like, it doesn't it's, be better than that.
1: Well, I'll tell you, it's just a quick side note before you get to that, is that we had, when I cleared out everything, we had a quarter of a grass-fed beef in a freezer in our garage. Two days later, I'm not even, I can't make this up. We came home, the freezer had broke, and there was literally, oh, the, the smell and the stench yeah. and the, I'm not even kidding. And we, we walk in and the odor was so strong. Cause I wasn't sure what to do with it. Right. I was like, what am I going to do with this large carcass? I'm not going to give it away. Cause I'll kill people. Cause I truly <laughs> believe that. And I'm like, enemy, right? I was like, and so, um, my husband's like, if you weren't with me, I'd go sworn you unplugged that thing. I was like, but I didn't. And that <laughs> took care of it. So he's like, well, I guess God has spoken. Like, yeah, he did. we're sticking to it. <laughs> but anyway, it was a really interesting little that was our explanation point to the transition, so.
0: <laughs> I love that. I love your story. And I've heard so many good stories, too, where, like, mm-hmm. you know, everyone's watching movies and gardening and cooking and shopping <laughs> and finding recipes and developing recipes. I just, it's so, it happened. Yeah. So, I mean, that's the good side of that is it, it absolutely can happen. And it's a transition for everyone. We, we all, most of us grew up eating meat and potatoes. Like, we are In the United States and even around the world, that is normal. This Mm -hmm. this was the new normal of the last fifty years, Mm -hmm. and it's a big change. You know, especially someone like me that didn't grow up cooking or didn't know how to cook or didn't learn cooking skills and never knew a garden. I grew up in the city, like city, city, and I, you know, Mm -hmm. I was not exposed to any of this stuff. You know, Um, and so I'm self taught, hundred percent self taught. I was literally asked to write recipes in that book and I was like wait what what do you mean So, how do I do that and I just you know so but my story is really sad for my family and I I had the opposite experience of what I'd hope for everyone else on this planet because my ex who's a doctor also Mm. um will not get this through his mind and he fought me and fights me to this day even now we're officially divorced And my children are with him more of the time and he's feeding them awful unhealthy food. And it's really hard for them to come here where mommy's not so fun. Mommy doesn't have soda. Mommy doesn't make cheese pizzas. And you know, I'm not, so I, but I've been working since the beginning, since they were young to introduce healthy food from the get-go, but it was always a battle. And like on the weekends, he would take them out. And so I've, I've ended up in the worst case scenario and it's devastating. I don't really talk about this yet. It's, I'm still so scared to talk about it because it's so devastating and it's yeah. the worst thing that could have ever happened to me. And I hope to God and I hope that my kids will recover from this and they will find this on their own because I'm out of control now. They're not, it's not, I'm. I'm not in control anymore. I'm not in the home anymore. Their primary home. So That said, when they're here, and they're coming this weekend, so I've been shopping, I just marinated the tofu, I'm, you know, so I found the stuff that they'll like, so I know they love pasta, which they eat almost every day at home, white pasta, so here they have different kinds of pasta, and they, we always, you know, whole grain pasta, or I got chickpea pasta this time, I'm going to try that this time to see if they Mm, like that, but I'm going to throw in the vegetables. I'm going to throw in, you know, and I don't have desserts really here. And, you know, and that we fight on that, but here I've got a lot of healthy options and I get lots of fruit and lots, anything I know that they'll eat. Or my son mentioned that he liked a salad once I'm like, Oh, what was in that salad? You know? So then i you know, I stocked up on all those ingredients for him. And I just have, I overshop shop when they come because I want to have options for them. And I just, you know, I have the healthier versions of the stuff. Like I know he'll eat hummus, but my daughter won't. And, so I'm still working on this because for me it's not like you know what I've seen. I ever, you know, one of my really good friends, Drina Burton, the amazing cookbook author, she's raised three really healthy girls, and she's a genius at cooking. But like they've grown up eating this stuff, and they get excited about it. And I, well, you know, I live vicariously listening to these stories. But I'm just, I'm just have to keep trying to be creative. And yeah. but that's me. I most of the time, 99% of the time, and everyone I've worked with, they've all had success, even if they weren't all on the same page,
1: right, because they absolutely. had the
0: same. They were on the same page in terms of let's at least get this house healthy. So
1: yeah.
0: There's a lot of hope. Just not with my life, but hopefully it'll work out with them and Well, anyhow.
1: I think also too, but you know, they're young and impressionable and there's the conflict. But as they get older and they go back to where you know what I mean? When they get older, they'll look back and go, you know what, mom is right and mom is helping us plan for a healthier future, but they don't get that now. They, their taste buds, we'll talk to them now, but trust me, the little one, Gabriel, my 19 year old, right? So we, his coach, he was a, all my kids are athletes. And uh, this one, he went on a, um, was, he made cross country. He's a great, great runner and very coachable kid. So one of, one of his, as his freshman year, one of them made it to state in Colorado Wow! and they took Gabe, um, just and one of his other classmates to go with him, just to cheer them on. And well, his coach would always give me a hard time about this food, this vegan food. And I'm like, mm. "Gabe runs well. Gabe recovers well. There's a reason." Anyway, so but Gabe, they went to Denver. We lived four hours away over the Rockies. And Gabe's coach was horse, you know, giving him a hard time. And Gabe's like eating pizza and ice cream and hamburgers and all this stuff that we never ate. And he had already made, you know, was making good choices at restaurants and stuff when we did go out. And this kid came home over the night. They stayed overnight, came home late on Saturday evening. He's like, Mom, I'm really tired. I'm just going to go to bed. I'm like, okay. You know, they stayed up late, whatever. Didn't want to eat dinner. I'm like, okay, let you sleep. Get a call, literally on my phone, from across the house. And here's Gabe, like, Mom, my tummy is really killing me. I was like okay run across the room up the stairs and he's like clenched all over his right around the belly button and then it starts migrating to the right lower side so i watched him for two hours and i'm like gabriel what did you eat he's like mom <laughs> mom i had to eat what am i you know my friend's eating. Pete said, i just like oh, i to kill your coach so here i am working at this little house i called us like i'm so sorry i'm gonna bother you guys i'm coming into the er with this child who chose to eat foods that he knows he's gonna get sick <laughs> we went in the kid they had to call the surgeon because his pain was so severe his white count went from normal to being elevated he had no fever and morphine wasn't even knocking out the pain they admitted him to the hospital monitored him and ultrasound looked like his appendix looks okay but they still watched him because he's having this elevation and rising pain. you know the white count which indicates a you know some type of infection it took 12 hours from the time we arrived to finally getting better, the fi- pain finally subsided. I was like, if you ever do that again, <laughs> I was like, look, are you kidding me? And this kid, so now he's relished in the fact that he's like, I'm the vegan. It's cool. He's transitioned kids at school and college at the University of Colorado. He's like, he's, he hangs out. Do you know Jump here? yeah so John Pierre is a very good friend and so they both live in Boulder and so like John and Gabe hang out JP and Gabe hang out all the time but it's just like because Gabe broke his leg this year he had to have surgery in February and he had amazing recovery I went to Colorado and spent the month with him but um you know I was just like are you kidding me
0: are you well kidding gosh me? she had to learn it the hard way and young yes. enough where it's like a small thing instead of look at how many people come to you with diabetes, yeah. or advanced stage cardiovascular disease. And you're like, okay, we can Absolutely. work on this. But it's not, I mean, at least he was young. That's kind of a real blessing that yeah. he had that really obvious experience. You know, that's rare that that happened. Oh, it was kids can get away with a lot. Kids get yes. away with all
1: sorts not of this yeah. Not this one. Not but- this one.
0: <laughs>
1: what an ordeal. So yeah, we have lots of those little fun stories. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but as, yeah, but I know you... We want to make sure we have a few more minutes. Okay, good. Um, so I'm going to use you up all your time. <laughs> as far as your amazing story, and I know that's tough with the family, and it'll be it'll be interesting to see how things evolve over the years. But as a mom, have faith. They are listening. I, I can't tell you that. Trust me. There are many times my children thought I was an idiot, but for some reason now I know something. So it takes some time. But oh, you're it is
0: inspiring. It, Thank you.
1: It will happen. Um, as far as when you see healthcare providers, what is, do you think is the biggest barrier working with doctors in this transition? Because I know, I, I know what I run into, but I'm coming in from as another physician. How do you feel like when you're speaking to healthcare providers, do you find them interested? What are the barriers? Is it their own eating that's the, the difficult thing? What have you learned?
0: That's such a good question. It's Okay, it's all of the above, mm-hmm. and it depends on the audience. So I could give you two examples. Um, The Plantrition Conference, you know, every year has doubled in size and it's extraordinary. And actually I spoke this year and to get up in front of a thousand people, like I've done all sorts of TV and I've spoken in front of all sorts of audience, but to get up in front of a thousand healthcare professionals, I got really nervous, (laughs) but this was a very receptive audience. So that was really interesting. Parallel that with, I went to, there's a Academy of Nutrition Dietetics um, group in Oklahoma, I don't know if I should talk about this, but it was really interesting because, well, I'm going to talk about it. Uh, Dietitian. So it was dietitian. It was a, you know, like a conference, um, a state conference. And, you know, the woman that reached out to me, also a dietitian, this is Oklahoma. Okay. Oh yeah. By Texas. Yeah. Meat and dairy, meat and dairy. Fine. She was like, I really need you to come out here. She's plant-based. She's probably like, alone. she's one of the lone voices over there. <laughs> and I was like, mm, I don't know. Like, I wasn't really like, it didn't, didn't sound like they were, it was like a really, I, I don't like to do those conferences very much because I'm like this, the crazy dietitian. You know, those, di- those, I don't go to those conferences anymore because I'll tell, I'll tell you another story. But so I went, regarding, like she worked really hard. She really talked me into it and she was really being so kind. And so I went, I spoke, I gave two talks. Um, I brought Ray with me, so we get, did our very science, it was very sciencey, deep, crazy, like all the stuff we talk about, you know, busting myths, talking about, you know, uh, macro confusion, everything that's really not in the nutrition books, but it is. it's all substantiated, everything is 100% accurate. So I got feedback, I never get feedback, and for some reason I got feedback on this. And it was like, oh, this wasn't science-based. She can't come back. We didn't like it. It wasn't. And I'm thinking, are you kidding me? I had papers and pictures of papers and reference of the papers. They were in complete denial because everything else was sponsored by the dairy and the meat industry. And we had our little veg group over here. So it was really, that was the opposite. That was kind of awful. But these dietitians don't want to give up their meat and dairy. They just don't. And they're getting paid to do so. Mm-hmm. They are getting paid. Okay. If you go to a conference that's sponsored by Academy of Nutrition Dietetics... I was there last year. I was there for a plant milk company. I haven't gone, but I went into FENCI and stood in the expo at the booth for this plant milk company. Um, and hundreds of dietitians walked by the booth all day long for a few days. And everyone's, what's their first question? Dieticians with PhDs and masters, what was their first question? How much protein is in this product?
1: Unbelievable.
0: I mean, it's just crazy what people are still saying and asking. I mean, there's protein everywhere. Like, that's not an issue. When have you seen a protein deficiency?
1: You know what? Uh, The only time I've seen a protein deficiency as a physician, and I'm failing practice, so I've I've literally, (laughs) from the scale of zero delivered babies to my oldest in nursing home is 105, (laughs) was Um, anorexic mm -hmm. or in a burn unit where you're seeping it. Mm-hmm. So literally, those are the only two places, and um, it, it yeah, is, and I, has nothing
0: to do with the plant-based diet.
1: No, and I just remind them, like, where do you think that that two thousand-pound cow got their protein? Really, just cut out the middle cow, go straight to yes. the. Protein. Yes, <laughs> I
0: love that. I do that too. The middle cow, exactly.
1: oh, it's unbelievable. I'm so
0: glad that you're out there. I'm just uh, I'm so
1: it's. It's 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 unbelievable and um I'm so excited my daughter's in medical school and she's thinking about family medicine. I'm like, "Yes, go okay. oh, But it's you know, it's that is so frustrating cuz I, I have a friend of mine and I will I love to harass her about these things. I hope she never listens to the podcast that I talked about it often. <laughs> <laughs> she's she's a, a a dear friend and um she had diabetes, high cholesterol and several years younger than me. I was like, Come on, you can't do the plant based diet. I bugged her for nine months. I'm like, come on, come on. She's like, no, you know, I eat healthy. I'm like, yeah, you eat healthy and you're diabetic. No, you don't. (laughs) And uh, she finally did it. She goes, okay, if I'll eat it for six weeks, will you leave me alone? I was like, yeah, yes, I will. I said, prove me wrong. Mm -hmm. This has never happened. (laughs) Let's see what happens. Sure enough, she loses weight, reverses her diabetes. And she goes, I'm so excited. I need to share this from the rooftops. Why don't people listen? I'm like, I don't know. You tell me. (laughs) <laughs> it was really funny. It was a really funny conversation. And um, it just, it, I just never quite, I've had people unfriend me on Facebook. There were physicians. that are like, we just can't listen to this anymore. I'm like, what do you want? Listen to something that you can save your patient's life. What? It's like, like
0: smoking. It's like smoking. And Dr. Gregor did that right. series of videos that is so spot on. It's like the doctors didn't want to give up their cigarettes. Right. We don't want to give up their, the doctors now don't want to give up their meat and dairy. I mean, I, my ex is a doctor. I used to go to these doctor co- meetings out. They have this dinner every year, the annual dinner. And the last time I was at, um, I was sitting at a table with a cardiologist, and he was asking me, he cuts people's hearts open, their sternum's open every day, and he's asking me about protein. I'm like, you've got to be kidding
1: me. Unbelievable. What type of doctor was your husband? He's a
0: pathologist.
1: Ah, so he sees the results. Yeah,
0: he knows, he knows. In fact, when he's, I'm going to out him because whatever, I used to talk about this when we were married too. Um, whenever he's getting his labs drawn because he's competitive with me, he goes, plant-based 100% for a few weeks before.
1: Uh-huh, he games as oh, Because
0: he knows. Mm-hmm.
1: That is so low.
0: But he believes in the moderation idea, which...
1: Moderation kills. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, that is unbelievable. That is, mm. Okay. So now, (laughs) now what do you do with those individuals who, when you present this and you know they could benefit, I've had only, I've only had two cases of this. Most people are receptive because I get so excited like you, like you are palpable your energy and excitement and enthusiasm about healing. Right. I call it veggie crack. It is like so Ah, addictive. Yeah. It is so, total veggie. He's like, I was like, I need my endorphin. Can you please eat vegetables and get better for me? Thank you. <laughs> so that's, that's how I approach it, you know, with humor and, and like the stories and you get excited. What do you do with those individuals that are just so hardcore? How do you, for me, I feel like I almost failed. You know, I, I understand it's their journey and they'll accept that I'm planting a seed, whatever, but I still like, I want to do whatever I can do you have any suggestions for those who are speaking to other people? Because I can come from it. You can come from it because we have degrees. We've got a little bit of an edge. So for someone who's that, speaking to someone who doesn't want to and they're, they're stubborn and don't, you know, or just, I don't want to listen. How do you tell people to handle those people? Because they are difficult.
0: Okay. I'm going to give you my one piece of advice. And this is, okay. I think, the best thing that happened for me in this situation. Because I was like you. And I wanted everyone to eat the, I still want everyone to eat this way. What was the most liberating thing was about six, seven years ago, maybe six years ago, when I was like, my head was throbbing from banging it against the wall for years and years and years and trying to get everyone to hear me and understand and trying everything, humor, crying, facts, movies. I've tried, I tried everything with everyone. I lost friends, lots of friends, lots, lots of, you know, distance between my family for a period of time. Um, here's what I did. I said, you know what? Done. I'm not going to try to convince anyone anymore. If you want to find a dietitian that's going to tell you, yeah, go have your chicken breast and you'll be fine. There's plenty of dietitians out there that are going to tell you that. If you want me to help you, I'm going to tell you to eat plants. Otherwise go elsewhere. I gave up. I just said, forget it. Mercy. Don't eat plants. And I stopped talking about it. I don't even want to talk about it at lunch. When I go with my, most of my close friends here, like when I'm home, because I'm not home a lot, they're not plant-based. I don't care. Do your thing. They see how good I feel and how great my labs are. But you know, and the, some of them, a lot of them, end up in that place anyway. But clients, I won't work with you if you're not open to this. That's fine. There's plenty of people that will. Um, my, I'm completely. I give up. You want it? Mm. I'll help you. I will pour my heart and soul into helping you. I will give you recipes and advice and supplement and everything. I will do anything to help you. But you have to want it. That's it. And I've re- and I come my quote in the vegetarian diet. You can lead a human to healthy, but you can't make them eat.
1: Mm, I love that. You can lead a human Very to healthy, great. but you can't make him to eat. Absolutely.
0: You can't. You have to want it.
1: Yeah, you Maybe do. To
0: change your diet, it's a huge deal.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Cuz I'm I read I read books. I mean, I've read every single mindset book, habit book. Oh lord. I mean, I've read everything. <laughs> anything I can do to help what do I need to say? You know, but there's part of me too, though. I had a patient in back in Colorado, diabetic. Again, family practice, we get uh, the plethora of every chronic disease. It's just, it's devastating. It's just, it's so sad. You see this patient, and I'm like, eat plant based. We could reverse your diabetes. It, I bugged her for a year. No kidding. For a year. One time I mentioned uh, a study about the cigarettes and the smoking and consider, you know, with meat and all that, I can't remember the exact details of the. And she said, what, really? If every time I eat meat, it means like, it's like smoking this many cigarettes. So I'm like, yeah, the card is the cardiac, you know, all the cardiac stuff. Well then of course I will. <laughs> <laughs> something like- there was something she hated smoking. And I was like, so part of me is like never give up, but part of me is like, where is that balance? It's it's a tough. It's tough because I just hate people seeing people not thrive when there's like you're here for a reason. Quit being sick so you can get on with it, for goodness sake.
0: <laughs> yeah, but they have to want to not be sick anymore. They it do. To get so uncomfortable because it's a big deal.
1: It's almost like people crave it, right? It's oh, like yeah. big...
0: everything about food is habit. Everything. Yeah. That's what we teach in our lifestyle transformation. Everything.
1: Well, it's almost like they crave being sick. Like it's it's oh. a way. It's like they oh. this is my this is my this is who I am. I'm the diabetic. I'm the hypertension. Oh. You know, it's really it's it's sad. That's it's really sad. sad. And it is. And I was like, oh no, you're much more, and we're gonna open that door. <laughs> but it is it is fascinating. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I know you need to go take take care of your little ones. And I do want to appreciate your time so much. You are incredible. Thank you so much for your time.
0: Thank you. You are incredible too. This is really oh. good.
1: it. It is a blast. And thank you so much, everyone, for listening.